This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. It ended well. Welcome to Oski Talk. Hello, everybody. Hope you had a marvelous Memorial Day weekend. I am Ori Benatar, joined by Stephen Cohen, of course, over in Madison. And joining us on the pod is the new uh, editor and uh, ruler of the Champagne Room, Tristan Kissick. What's up, Tristan? Uh, congratulations, first of all. Thanks, Ori. Um, not too much. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing okay. We're kind of trying a new th- we're trying a new thing on the pod. I've got a merged call with Steven and Tristan, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> That's literally all you want to say. Just uh, doing good. He said, "He said, hey, what's up?" That was my response to his question. You didn't ask me anything else. The question was, "What's it feel like to be the new site manager of the Champagne Group?" Sorry, can I have you repeat that? You couldn't understand. No, you were cutting in and out on my side. Actually. Oh my goodness, is this not going to work? Uh, what does it feel like to be the new site manager of the Champagne Room? Oh yeah, I can answer that one. Um, I'm super excited, actually. Um, I really enjoyed my past two years here. Um, big shout out to Mr. Stephen Cohn, um, former site manager. Um, I think he did a lot for me and put the site really in a good position. And uh, I'm looking forward to kind of building on that and uh, bringing everyone the coverage and sound they love from the best free site for fighting Illini coverage. I think it's well said. It's very well said from uh, from Mr. Tristan. And uh, Stephen, how are things over in uh, Wisco? Oh, it's fine. Um, I saw a guy, this tweet went semi-viral by my standards last week. I got like 75 likes. Uh, that I saw a guy in a Illinois 2016 homecoming shirt on the street, and I said, ILL, and he said, I and I. Wow. Specific. Things are going. That's, that's how my life is. That's, that's a pretty good life right there, just running into random strangers with Illinois stuff on. That's that's how you do. That's that's a good, that's a good way to do it. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, we pop. Ali. Ali. Oh, what the heck? That doesn't make any. Ah. They're just trolling you. I don't think so. Some people don't know the Illinois in the Big Ten. Oh my goodness, we've fallen that far. I think we need to make a push to make people realize Illinois in the same conference as Wisconsin. Not the same conference, the same division, or one for. These are problems no. Northwestern should be having, not Illinois. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I guess that's what you guys are saying. But we are in the Big Ten. We we do play sports at Illinois. Um, before we continue on with the pod, again, we're brought to you by 4th and Kirby. Make sure to go to 4thandkirby.com. Check out some vintage-inspired, high-quality Illinois content made by University of Illinois alum, including the champagne is popping tea. So we're just going to get right into it, boys. And uh, baseball is pretty much uh, the big and only sport that is occurring right now because men's golf is eliminated. We'll touch on that a little bit more later. 
Uh, we saw some great runs for some tennis players in the singles tournaments. We'll touch on that a little later too. Just a little tease there. But baseball after a very, very disappointing Big Ten tournament. And goodness me, my prediction was terrible. I said they were going to win it all, and Illinois was the first team out. They lost two games. They lost to Maryland, and then they lost to Michigan. So, Stephen, kind of describe to me how disappointing it was for Illinois to come to the Big Ten tournament as a three seed. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty crazy Big Ten tournament in general. Ohio State won as a seven seed, but Illinois a three seed get axed after two games. for them instead and be like, well, they had to play 9 a.m. two straight days. Uh, I don't want to read too much into that because, first, I look at the Maryland game. They just never got the offense going. That was the big issue there. I thought Andy Fisher pitched fine. And then you look at the Michigan game, and they got screwed by a call that was challenged and overturned, and there was definitely not indisputable evidence to overturn this call at first. And Michigan goes on to score three runs with two outs. And then they win the game in a walk-off hit in the bottom of the ninth. So I'm not going to look too much into, well, Illinois had a disappointing, it was disappointing, obviously, but I'm not going to say they played poorly because they played worse at times this year. They should have won both those games. It was a weird Big Ten tournament. So I'm not going to get concerned over that because it didn't hurt them in the seeding at all. They still got a favorable draw in the tournament. Uh, it was just not the out- outcome they wanted because it could have been a moment where since it seemed like Ohio State won the tournament, it could have been Illinois. There's no reason they couldn't have won that tournament, but it's not a big deal if they lost twice. I would probably agree with that, but I think in general, you you just didn't. I mean, all the results from this Big Ten tournament, you just did not see coming. I mean, a seven seed winning well, all it. All the upsets, yeah. All the every first round game was an upset. Yeah, so it started off crazy, and then it just decided to continue being crazy. I mean. Michigan put up, what, 18 runs against Nebraska in the first of the two semifinal games, and then Nebraska ends up winning, going to the championship, and then they lost to the Buckeyes in a, in a pitching duel. But Illinois is still in the NCAA tournament. They are going to be a two-seed in Ole Miss's region, but their first game will be against the Clemson Tigers. So instead of we want Bama, we want Clemson. It's going to be Illinois-Clemson baseball Friday to end the month of May. Uh, winner... We'll play Ole Miss or Jacksonville State, and then the loser of the Ole Miss-Jacksonville State game will play the loser of Illinois-Clemson, obviously. But, Tristan, how does it look for Illinois in this uh, regional as a two-seed? I think this is very gettable. Um, I think Stephen hit it on the nose with the Big Ten tournament. Um, That was just – it was a crazy tournament all around, having all the top four seeds lose on the first day and then being stuck with the two-seed in your elimination game. You know, that's that's just a tough draw. I do think it's very gettable. Um, Ole Miss took Vanderbilt to the wire, I think, in their SEC championship game mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Um, so I think Illinois definitely has a chance. Um, wouldn't count them out, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see them move on to the Supers. Um, the starters right now are pitching really well. Um, Andy Fisher had a heck of an outing um, in the Big Ten tournament, and I think he's going to continue to lock down some opposing offenses. Yeah, it's it's Fisher against Clemson. You you gotta say it's gonna be him on Friday. Yeah, that's like well, I don't know. So I look, uh, I wrote about this regional this morning a bit, and yeah, Clemson doesn't have that many big bats. So that'd be a moment where, well, if I'm Dan Hartzell, and I'm thinking, okay, I want to save Andy Fisher for a matchup with some better offense on the in the opposing dugout, then I want Fisher going against Ole Miss. 
So then do I trust someone like Ty Weber enough to get that first game against Clemson and let him maybe try and carry the Illini to a win? And then you're able to save Andy Fisher for either Ole Miss uh, to move on to that championship or in an elimination game, probably against Jacksonville State. Uh, that's kind of where my mind would be that, okay, well, Clemson is not the team that's going to hit 10 home runs against you, so I would give Ty Weber a chance, but I agree. Uh, between Fisher and Weber, those, it's such a good dynamic duo right now. Uh, and the offense is cooking, too. And the, and the regular season. Not, not, uh, not. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say that those two Big Ten games were fluky. In, in many regards, just because everybody else was losing. Yeah, sure, Illinois had a nice lead against Michigan, but they just couldn't get the job done. But you know what? That's two baseball games, and if there's any sport where two games matter the least, like a stretch of two games, it's definitely baseball. I mean, two, 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 losing two straight football games, that can have an effect on your entire season. Two straight basketball games, you're, you're on a bad run. Losing two baseball games, every team does it. In every professional level or amateur level in the entire planet of Earth, so I think. Plus, like against Maryland, Illinois lost three out of four to Maryland this year. That's that's incredibly unlucky because Illinois was great against the Big Ten overall. So to get one team four times, you lose them three times. The rest of the Big Ten, you lose like six total games. I don't get it. And it was just one team that had the Illinois number. And then you look at Michigan; that was the top team in the Big Ten for most of the season. And then you never saw them at all. You get one game against them with your backs against the wall, and you just get screwed over by a bad call. So, you know, it was a fluky Big Ten tournament, but I look at this NCAA tournament team, no experience at this point in the season at all across the board, except for Zach Taylor, who played in the tournament while he was at Houston. But I look at this, and I'm like, this is an Illinois team that is hungry, and I think they're ready and prepared for this moment as well. Tristan, what's it going to take for them to – come out of Oxford as the winner of this regional? I think it's going to it's gonna be a statement win over Clemson. I think you're going to see most of the roster come out pretty pissed off after dropping like dropping out after the second day of the Big Ten tournament. I think that's going to stick with a lot of guys, and I think they're going to come out with a vengeance. I think we'll see the bats really clicking in that first game, and I think, I do, I think we'll see a statement win over Clemson, and I think they'll set themselves up. Um, for a good position for a potential matchup against Ole Miss. Um, But it's going to take the starters going out there, locking down for six, seven innings, and then the bullpen's going to have to step up. Um, When you look at the Maryland and the Michigan games, that's that's where the games were lost, in my opinion. Um, Leland in the first game against Maryland, giving up two or three runs, I can't remember. Um, And then the same thing against Michigan. So it's going to be a complete all-around effort, but... I think we'll see uh, we'll see some guys coming out swinging against Clemson on Friday. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think the bats are going to come out big, and they're going to be aggressive against the Tigers. I'm not going to give the prediction here, because if I do, I'm going to jinx it. So, Stephen, is Illinois going to win this regional? Yeah. All right. Keep it I simple. So. All right, you think so. I think gonna, it's going to be in Game 7, though. It's going to be against Ole Miss in that seventh game. So, uh, we'll play four games. They'll win three, they'll lose one. Interesting. Yeah, because okay. remember, it's uh, it's double elimination. And, uh, God, double elimination with eight teams for the Big Ten tournament. That was slightly confusing, for it's sure. A, oh, it, that becomes a mess. That becomes an absolute mess. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's how you get a 
team like Ohio State playing Nebraska in the championship, and Ohio State so Ohio State did not belong in the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten got five teams in this year. Uh, this year, I think, and that's the most in a long time. The Big Ten's like a three-team conference typically when it comes to baseball. You got a problem with Ohio State? Yeah. Tristan, you too, you probably do too, right? Sorry, what was that? You have a problem with Ohio State? Always. Oh, for um, God's sake. Oh, wait, was the question like Ohio State in general or Ohio State in the NCAA tournament? Fine. They got the automatic bid. But, well, of course they got the automatic bid, but in general. The whole school, how, how, can, how, can, how does one like Ohio State? <laughs> Unless you grew up in the state of Ohio, I feel like there's just a certain angst towards that school. I mean, they're good in football. Um, they're historically pretty good in basketball. I mean, that Mata era. So there's a lot of angst my way towards Ohio State. They've been too good. Uh, Just jealous. Okay, fine. So be jealous, whatever. But Good for for me. Congratulations to me. Uh, But anyway. uh, Probably a three or four seed in their region. Yeah, not many. I don't think, you know, they got lucky. But that's, you know what? It's a cliche, but it makes sense. That's why you play the games. But at the same no, time... Ohio State very well may have been like the worst uh, auto-qualified in the tournament. Probably. But I do, th- I do think if you want to have the competitive teams in the Big Ten still make the tournament for NCAAs, I think they need to do away with the double elimination. Like, I get the whole thing of giving yourself always that second chance to stay in the tournament and giving teams games to play. But if you've got eight teams, you can just do a traditional eight-team bracket, maybe, you know, best two out of three or something. I mean, that's going to be hard to do. Or just do single elimination kind of thing. I I just don't know. uh, Yeah, at least in the the championship game, maybe. Yeah. Traditional eight-team until you get to the championship. I think Nebraska ends up taking the third game from Ohio State, like if they play three. Uh, It's like, uh, man, you got this extra team doesn't belong in there. It's just just frustrating. Ohio State's got to always make it in everything. (laughs) Always got to make it in everything. I mean, Ohio State and Michigan, as we've always said on this pod, are probably the two Big Ten schools that consistently win in almost every sport that they play in some capacity or another because they also play 30 freaking sports at those schools. Illinois only has 19, which I think is the, uh, the second least in the Big Ten. I think the least is Purdue. They only have, I believe, uh, 17 or 18 sports, which is not far off. But Moving on to some other non-revenue. So I mentioned golf and tennis. So men's golf, uh, unfortunately, after winning the Big Ten tournament and winning their regional in Myrtle Beach, uh, they did not advance to match play for the NCAAs. But this team is still young. Overachieved here in the past month of the season with that big ten in the Myrtle Beach uh, regional, but they'll come back next year. And now they have three more years really with this young, like that we mentioned it a few weeks ago. They're good. Like this is their time now to win a national championship. Probably in the next two years, that's the window because that's where all this youth is going to be maturing and you get bring everyone back. And they'll be the most experienced team in the nation the next two years. So. I think that's a good sign, and uh, yeah, Mike Small is just a uh, hum. They didn't make the national championships, but it's all good. Yeah, I have no concerns about the golf program. I mean, 
Mike Smalls won how many Big Ten Coach of the Year awards? I'd love, so, uh, yeah. I, I I think that man knows what he's doing. Uh, obviously, it's a disappointing um, result. I mean, I think it was it was a, a tough few rounds for pretty much everyone except for Oklahoma State. Um, they were up what twenty five strokes at one point mm-hmm. over yeah. everyone else. So I mean, yeah, I think Stephen hit it on the nose again. Um, no seniors on this squad. We'll we'll see them again back in the tourney the next few years. So. I think I think we'll see them further in the tourney. I think twenty twenties. You can guarantee that Illinois should be winning at least one men's golf national championship. At least one. Do we have, what are the odds on that? I, there's probably no odds right now, but if we want to start in odds, we can. I, I'm down. I think that'll that'll hit. Well, I'll go. I'll go. I'll I'll say. Five to one. What'd you say, Stephen? I'll go like five to one odds. Five to one. I'll go a little higher. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say eleven to one odds. Yeah, I was gonna say probably twelve or fifteen to one. Wow, am I just too confident over here? You're always too yeah, confident. Too confident. Sorry, I'm just trying to get excited well, about uh, Illinois sports over here. It's okay. I have nothing to say. I was the guy that said baseball would win the Big Ten tournament, so you know I have nothing to say here. I am horrible at predicting things. Easier than golf winning a national championship. That's true. That is definitely that is true. I'm just yeah, and also tennis, uh, tennis. tennis. Uh, Amazing performances in the singles tournament. So neither of the teams made it past, uh, I believe, the second round of the NCAAs. But uh, Asuka Kawai of the, of the women's team got all the way to the quarterfinals. And uh, Alexis Kovacevic of the men's team, who was the seventh seed overall, he got all the way to the semifinals. So that's pretty cool. You know, some indi- uh, that's one thing. Illinois teams might not win stuff and get far in national championships. But individually, you have tennis. You know, golf individually has always had someone in the mix to win a national title. Gymnastics, you're always going to have someone that wins a national championship. Those two, props to them. You know, hats off. They played awesome over the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I know. Uh, our Austin Jabs, he said that um, a secret Goliath is going to win a national championship in a time year. So we'll see if that comes true. Yeah, she's only a sophomore, so I mean, we still yeah. got two more years left of her potentially um so I, I i definitely think the possibility is there um and then on the men's side um that was an outstanding performance i think kovacevic right yeah is that how you pronounce it i think okay. so i think he just ran out of gas um i was i was watching the matches and i it was down in orlando and it's like 90 degrees out there and i think <laughs> It just ran out of gas is what it came down to. Yeah, and, it, and the stamina definitely kicked in because they pretty much played a match a day. Like, it's not like in the Grand Slam tournaments where you play a match, you get a day off, and then you play the next day. They were playing every freaking day. That's hard work. You know, a three-set tennis match takes a lot out of you. Yeah, and uh, Isaiah Martinez also. I'm just looking up this right now. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he did stuff. He punched his ticket to Final X, which is the last stage of qualifying for the U.S. Senior World Team. He beat his guy, Jason Nolte. He beat him in a best-of-three series, 2-1. to one. Jason Nolte, if you remember, is the, the guy who ended his undefeated streak back uh, when he was a sophomore in the championship. So uh, Isaiah Martinez won on his way to uh, represent the U.S. at the Olympics in 2020. Yeah, I think that's a it's a very real possibility. I think we could see multiple Illini in the Olympics in 2020. 
tennis in the Olympics now again too. So Ten- Ooh, maybe Kevin Anderson. Gets Ten- tennis, dude. South tennis Africa. has been in the Olympics since the late nineties. So tennis was in the Olympics in like the early 1900s. Then it took like a 70-year break. Then they brought it back in the late 80s, actually. And it's been a sport since we've been alive. They're adding five new sports in Tokyo. Baseball is back. You've got softball. You've got skateboarding. You've got surfing. And you've got rock climbing. Maybe we'll send like, uh, we'll send Andy Fisher to represent the why don't we set? Why don't we send a line? I rock climber. I think that that's something I feel like Illinois Don't would be hard. really, they would be really good at. And just have them. All right, here's your test. You got to climb Altgeld, get to the bell, and you come back down. You're an Olympian. Yeah. Uh, how do you even? How, how do you scout or score that? Is it just like? So like... so if for rock climbing, they have like three different disciplines. There's like an endurance one. There's a speed one, and then there's like a medium one. <laughs> So I think they're going to have each of the three as individual events, and then there's, like, your all-around best rock climber. No kidding. It, I'm not surprised at all that you know this. Of course you're not surprised. I know I know all this stuff, but mark my words, 2024 in Paris, eSports will be in the Olympics. eSports, legal legends. That's decided now. That, that stuff happens, like, years in advance. Like, baseball was announced, like, maybe five years ago. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they will announce... Esports will be an Olympic sport next decade. 2024, 2028 in LA, it's going to be a sport. It's going to be in the Olympics. It's got to be. Wow. Okay. S- sticking with the esports, Illinois is back in the League of Legends championship, right? Of course. Hey, are they? Is that happening again? Yeah. Happens every year, I man. I know they're one of, like, eight teams. I don't know if they're going to win my <laughs> no, I think Illinois was the only team from the Big Ten to make it. They didn't win the Big Ten title this year, though. So. I th- I think Illinois is the only yeah, one. Uh, I could be wrong. We're gonna learn a bit. I love this. We've we've just shifted from tennis to rock climbing to esports. This is <laughs> this is how things get done, ladies and gentlemen. Notice we're not talking about the revenue sports at all. No, uh, we are not. <laughs> that just proves for proves proves the point. You're 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 checking out the esports, Stephen. I couldn't find it. I, I gave up. Okay. Well, uh, then yeah. I I, th- I think we'll move on now. Now uh, I wanted to hear from you, Tristan, about obviously the news about Roundtree, which uh, kind of shook everyone around the Illinois uh, football community. So uh, do you want to just give us an update on like who's visiting him and all that after a, a really, really tragic accident for him? Yeah. Um, so obviously that's terrible news um, for Bobby personally and uh, everyone um, with DCR, Illini Nation. I know we're all wish- wishing him and his family the best. Um, that's just awful, unfathomable. Um, I know Lovey's been down there, um, Rod's been down there, and they've had some coaches down there to check on him. Um, and we've seen the support from the players on Twitter and social media. Um, it's it's just tragic news. Um, you don't wish that upon anyone. Um, but it's looking at the football side of things, I think we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's That's the easiest way to put it um roundtree was supposed to have i think this was supposed to be his breakout year um he's a draft prospect he he was on his way and for that to happen to him um it it just sucks personally but it's going to take a toll on the football team come this fall as well 
Yeah, this was his year to he like I think he already broke out, obviously. Like he was Illinois' best defensive player, maybe Illinois' best player, not named Richie Corbin overall. And uh this not only sets him back like his life, whatever with whatever it is, we don't know the specific details of how how serious it will be long term for him yet, but this was a season that he was going to be able to break out onto the national radar in the Big Ten and then uh, make some money next year. And now that sets all of this back, uh, where you hope he's just able to to walk again at this point, which we we don't really know. So I think it's a terrifying accident. Uh, the thing that I'm taking away from this is that Illinois football, well, you can say whatever you want about Lovey and how he's just here for the money or whatnot, but... I think he really does enjoy what he's doing right now because I don't think there'd be this many players tweeting about him and I don't think he would spend so many days with one player if he didn't really feel like what he was doing mattered and if he was just here for the paycheck, which we all assumed it kind of was when he signed the extension back in November. I think Lovey likes working in Champagne more than we actually think. I, I, I would agree with that, but, at, you know, in moments of crisis, that's that's when that's when people are brought together the most. Um, but you want to see, you know, people rallying together like this in any circumstance for for any reason. And I think Lovey has shown that in many other circumstances. He has shown his care and his uh, his passion for this football team in the moments of winning, even in the moments of losing. He wants to work with the players, but obviously. Uh, tough to think about football now after what what happened to Bobby Roundtree. So to Bobby's family, uh, we we wish you the best, and we're we're sending all all, all of our love and our and our heartfelt uh, and our our thoughts uh, to you. Hey, we saw it with uh, it's not it's not a similar situation at all. But Christian Abercrombie, former Illini who played at uh, Tennessee Tech then last year, he uh, they thought he was paralyzed after an in-game in game football injury. He's able he's up. He's walking now, he's running, he's, say, he's socially active. Like He seems to be doing great. So there are miracles out there in these situations. All right. Uh, but yeah, well, even if he's not able to get a football field again, that this doesn't affect his life severely for the rest of his life. Um, because he's a big guy and in great shape, and he could have had millions of dollars coming his way in the NFL. Yeah, definitely uh, something... Just to think about, but um, I mean, if you want to talk about miracles, and probably the most famous one now for us in this generation, uh, Ryan Shazier, of course, uh, one of the prime ones you think about now. Someone who received an injury like that and uh, is back up on his feet. Don't know if we'll see Shazier ever on a football field again, but you know, amazing things can happen. And speaking of amazing things, to kind of shift it off into into a little bit of a lighter note now, uh, James Holzhauer, the who is. Illinois, he is the representation of Illinois, keeps on winning in Jeopardy. We talk about this guy all the time now because he's worth talking about. He has won 27 consecutive games on Jeopardy and over $2 million. He's averaging 70 k a day. So, Tristan, because we haven't had you on the pod in, like, God knows how long, what are your thoughts on James Holzhauer? Because Steven and I talk about him constantly. No, I... I've been a fo- following from afar. Uh, I've been tuned in to see any of his matches yet, um, but I've I've kept up with those winnings and his streak. Um, what was Ken Jennings? What's what's Seven, the record? The record is seventy four, but Holzhauer is around half a million away from beating his money record. Holzhauer is averaging 
the amount of money that used to be the single game record before he came on the show and broke the record three separate times. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I saw the graph. Um, I think it was someone from Reddit shared it on Twitter, and it was a breakdown of Holzhauer's wins compared to the next four or five um, like highest-grossing um, Jeopardy earners, and he's night and day <laughs> far ahead of everyone else. I don't know if we'll see him break the actual uh, win streak record. I hope he does. Um, but yeah, kudos, kudos to him. I mean, the sports better. And what, what was his degree in? Mathematics. History? Mathematics. Mathematics. Uh, okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I, that's impressive. <laughs> there, there are some people out there like, you, you feel like you're smart and then you, you see guys like that go out and just completely dominate wipe the floor with all of their other opponents on something like Jeopardy and kind of humble yourself and bring him back in. But no, I, I, I think it's awesome. Um, if he makes it to that 60, 70 range, then I might have to start actually tuning in. Oh yeah. I, I've, I've <laughs> been, I, I've been watching since uh, the, the early days. Um, uh, well, not the early days, probably like when he was at 14, 15, consecutive wins also sorry my, my apple watch ding so if you heard that that's what that was uh, i just got it today as the time of recording so i'm getting used to it now but um steven if he got to the 60 70 mark i mean how much money is this guy gonna win <laughs> you gotta assume at that point he's at like five million dollars from playing jeopardy every day yeah he's probably all right, I mean, think, if we're thinking about pace, like, let's assume he gets to like two hundred, two million, three hundred thousand by game thirty. You know, he's hitting close to seven and a half mil by game sixty-five or like game seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, people need to recognize that this guy is Illinois. That's, that's what I'm I so, say. I'm so glad I wrote that because we're gonna make this catch on James Holzhauer is Illinois and he's talked about his alma mater a couple of times on the show because you know yeah because it's tough to to talk about it because you know they do that little thing where they talk about the people and they tell their little stories he's been on there for a month now so he's got to find stuff to talk about and he was mentioning how he went to Illinois and he skipped a lot of classes and he was playing online poker so well he's not the University of Illinois maybe I just want him to be the epitome of the state the state. You think of the state, you think of James Holzhauer. Hmm. And that's how we're going to change the, the dynamic of the state. So, Are we looking at a potential new mascot? Ooh. I that last week. Did you? Oh, you said that already? Yeah. No, I apologize. I wasn't. But we got a James Holzhauer costume and give him like a Jeopardy buzzer. Or we can or just. just the fighting Trebek's. Oh, that too. I, that's That's dope. And we get just uh, people wear mustaches instead of lovey beards. And the round rim glasses. There you go. They'll give those out at every football game. So I think that works out. I think that's a good way to end our Jeopardy talk. Just a couple more things we're going to touch on as we're now into sort of our professional section of the podcast, which is always towards the end. Uh, so just give me some quick predictions for Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals. We'll start with the basketball. Warriors sweep the Raptors. Tristan, what do you got? Ooh, um, I don't think the Warriors sweep the Raptors just because KD and Boogie are still out. 
Um, I think we'll obviously this one go five or six, but I still think the Warriors win. Okay, Steven? Raptors and seven. What are you talking oh. about? I'm all in. What is Drake gonna right. is Drake gonna score sixty or punch Curry in game on game seven? Something about the Raptors, God, they just how they keep doing this. That, that needs to be an epic rap battle of history. Stephen Stephen Curry versus Drake. Yeah. You almost said let's Stephen bring those back. I'm the better Stephen because I can be Stephen. So. All right, moving to hockey. <laughs> All right, Tristan's doing the transitions now. I like it. Um, so obviously at the time of recording this, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals has not started yet, but when this episode comes out, Game 1 will be done. But either way, you can't win a series in one game. So I am uh, my prediction was I've got the Bruins, I believe, I think they're going to win in six games. Steven, you want to go first on this one? Or second? Blues and six. Blues and six. Blues and six. All right, Tristan, break the tie. I cheer for the Penguins, so they're the same color as the Bruins, so I'm going with the Bruins. No! Oh. so many wins! <laughs> so yeah, if, if the Bruins win, it would be the first time, I think, in Big Four history that the same city would hold three of the four titles at the same time. Let's oh. make history. That's what this pod is about, right? James Hobbs Howard. Let's make history. Yeah, Oski Talk. Let's make history. That's our slogan. It only took us the entire time we ever did this podcast to figure out a slogan. Never did have a slogan. So let's make history. There, That's our pod. And Illinois athletes make history. Illinois alum make history. And uh, the Boston Bruins might make history and give Boston yet another parade and make a lot of people miss work. But maybe no one miss school because school will be out by the time the Stanley Cup ends. Um, But now we're going to bring up an interesting question that got posed on Twitter. So amongst the sports Twitter community, um, I believe a guy named Dave Baltimore Davey posted this question on Twitter. Baltimore Davey? Yeah, he he works for Fansided, so I've been following him for quite some time now. I'm not going to be Columbus Ori. That's so, no, that's not, no, it does not. I'd like like my name better. <laughs> Champagne no, Tristan no, Madison no. Madison Steven Madison Steven that's that, a good one That sounds like the that's name a of a character on like a, a high school soap opera <laughs> Madison Steven could be either gender uh but uh the question that was posed posed by Dave on Twitter and I think this is a brilliant brilliant question and it went viral for a reason it got over a thousand responses If you could divide Five championships between your favorite teams for the rest of your life. How would you divide them? It can be anything. Basketball titles. Re- that straight up. Done. Done. Okay, so Tristan is going Legacy with. Established. Interesting. So Tristan's well, going with the. Let's put Underwood in the same conversation as John Wooden and continue making history. <laughs> Brad Underwood, the new John Wooden. Okay. There you go. I, there's, there's, that's bold. You, so you would take five Illinois men's basketball championships over the Colts winning another Super Bowl. Oh man, you know what? I think the Colts, the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's just inevitable. So I, I feel oh, like I don't even have to wish for that. Okay. I would think about maybe giving them the football team, like a title. Actually, no, volleyball is more deserving. They've made it the past <laughs> few years. They finished runner up. 
They finished in the Final Four. Let's give volleyball a title. Okay, so you've got four men's basketball, one volleyball, all Illinois. I mean, you've seen the Colts win a Super Bowl, but, you know, I think it'd be cool if Andrew Luck was able to win a Super Bowl. Uh, Steven, what do you have? I mean, you've seen a couple of your teams uh, win titles, so. Yeah, no, like, the White Sox have already done it. I only want my teams to win once because that way I remember, like, specific years better. So, like, any time since 2005, like, I only think about White Sox. Nothing else in my life happened in 2005. Let's see, uh, I think Illinois basketball, 2005. Oh, no, I am, I 100% only think about the Chicago White Sox. It was so, a great year. It was a great year. It was. And because the Blackhawks won three times in a decade, I like, I don't think about 2010 as the Blackhawks year, but if they only won that one time, I would. So I'll go one for men's basketball, one for football, both for Illinois, one for the Bears, uh, one for the Bulls because that'd be a fun ride to watch them get back to the top. Um, and then my fifth, let's go with the Brewers. Big, big Brewers fans. So wait, you've got Brewers, Bulls, Bears, Illini men's basketball. What was the fifth one? Illini football. Okay. So, so you're separating out between five teams. You, you, you're, you're good with one title for 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 all your teams. Yeah, I don't care about the dynasties. I just want that one special season so that, that I can always look back on that year uh, as that, that team won a championship. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, mine is, mine is totally different. So, disclaimer, and I'm sorry for all you Illini fans, but of my five, Illinois is not one of them. <laughs> so, my the just off the top of my head, I remember answering this question. So, I've got Liverpool winning one Premier League title because they could win the Champions League this upcoming weekend. I've seen them win the Champions League before, but Liverpool's never won a modern Premier League title. So, seeing them do that would be incredible, especially because... My brother and my dad are Manchester United fans, and they've won a gazillion times, and now they're never going to win in a while. I have two Brown Super Bowls. Why? Because if they won one, it would be too fluky. They have to win two to be real. If Baker Mayfield wants to cement himself as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of sports, in any sport, if even they invent a quarterback position in other sports by 2050, he's got to win two Super Bowls. Plus, I think for, for the for the Brown. For the Browns' misery and sorrow, one is not enough. They need to win two. That still wouldn't shut Colin Coward up either, so. That's, that's, uh, there you did go. You see, uh, did you see Skip Bayless' beef with, uh, with C.J. McCollum this morning? No, uh, I didn't. Like McCollum? Yeah. Yeah. What do you say about it's C.J.? Just, it's just dumb. What do you say about him? He said nothing about him, and then C.J. just quote-tweeted him, and he was like, did you see what C.J. McCollum, and he spelled his name wrong, said about me on Twitter last night? Can't wait to talk about it. I'm undisputed this morning. Oh, my God. I, I hate... Like, Dude, calm down. I hate that show. Dude. So dumb. <sighs> so that's three. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> that, No, that's fine. That's, so, no, that's totally fine. My last two, I have a Blue Jacket Stanley Cup because I've I've seen the Columbus Crew win an MLS Cup. I want my big four local team to win something. If the Blue Jackets won a Stanley Cup, that would be unbelievable. But my last one, and I can dream, I can have hopes and dreams, is for the United States men's soccer team to win a World Cup, even though it will probably never happen in my lifetime. It could. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll die before that happens. Yeah, well... I, <laughs> I think by the time the men win their first World Cup, the women would have won like eight by at that point. They've already got three, so they if could win. Is, if eight is the line, I'm taking the over. 
You're taking the over? You think the women will have I'm more? I'm taking the over. I don't know, because women's soccer has become more competitive now. But, I mean, to see... How many do, how many do the women have? They have three? They have three, and they could win a fourth in France this summer. I don't think they're going to get five more in the next, like, 40 years. That's... That'd I, be like five in the next ten. That'd be insane. Right, Someone no. Someone doesn't watch women's soccer. Okay, or you just said the rest of the world is catching up. It is. <laughs> I mean... And they were saying this in the last friendly uh, just a few days ago. You know, they can count the amount of teams that could win the whole tournament on two hands now, not just one hand. So that tells you something. But, yeah, seeing the U.S. men win a World Cup, that's a feeling unlike any other. I envy all of the countries that have their men's soccer team or even women's soccer team win a World Cup. I've seen my women's team win a World Cup, you know, and in an unbelievable final in 2015 in Canada. But to see the men's U.S. team hoist the greatest trophy in sports, feeling unlike any other anywhere in the world. So that's my five. I'm sorry, Illinois. I'm sorry, Ohio State. I've seen the Yankees win a World Series. I know they're going to win a few more by the time I'm alive. Maybe they have enough. They have enough, but not enough. They have enough. They're not going to win anymore. They, that, they want enough. No, that, no. We're not turning into the Cubs or the White Sox or the Red Sox. So we're not going to go on an 80-year uh-huh. drought. It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. So, but the last thing I wanted to touch on. So Tristan, now that you're the, the man here at the champagne room, what, what kind of summer content can we see from you? Cause you're the boss now. Summer concept. Um, we're going to be keeping it, um, kind of light, kind of fun, probably for the next month, month and a half. Um, you guys will see when that comes. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and then we'll start getting into like some football preseason stuff. Probably middle of July, I'd say. Um, and then that's when you can expect all the good stuff. Position previews, um, opponent scouting reports, um, predictions. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have, you'll just have to wait and see. All right, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, thanks, Tristan, for coming on to this pod. Who knows if uh, we're, we have at least one more, so... Basically, for Steven and I, if Illinois baseball is making Super Regionals, we'll have at least two more. If they win the College World Series, we'll have like five more. But if Illinois doesn't if Illinois doesn't get out of their regional this weekend, then next week is going to be our last pod. But Tristan, it was good to have you. It's good to have you, man. We'll hopefully have you again, potentially, next week for our last pod. Steven, thanks again for coming on because you always come on. We got the merge calls. It worked. So... I'm glad we got the tech going for this one on episode 54. 55. 55 even. Bigger number. So, for Tristan. Slowly encroaching Game of Thrones. Slowly. Well, we're going to have a better ending than Game of Thrones. We're not going to come out with some big hit like, oh, you know, we have someone else coming in to be the new host, or we're gonna burn down. We're gonna burn down the computers we were at. I don't know. I'm making, I'm making, I'm making horrible game of joke, Game of Thrones references here. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's never seen the show or hasn't watched the season. It's been two weeks. No, but anyone who wants to start the show that doesn't want it spoiled, that I'm, I'm catering to them. So, okay. Okay. but yeah. For Tristan, for Steven, I'm Ori. Thanks for listening to this fun edition of Oski Talk. Make sure to listen to all the previous episodes we've done. Listen to the old We Know You Have Sand episodes as well. Uh, go to thechampagneroom.com. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, check out some awesome content on thechampagneroom.com. Go to forthandkirby.com. 
We will see you guys next time. It could be our last time. It all depends on what Illinois baseball does. Remember, this Friday, they're taking on the Clemson Tigers. We want Clemson. Trevor Lawrence will not play, but it should be a fun baseball game. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 